Good evening, everyone. Well, my dear friends, these readings today are, uh, revolve around the need to pray. And of course, so the first question we always have to ask ourselves is, am I praying the way that the Lord would like me to pray? And personally, I was like, well, probably not. Definitely, definitely not the way that I should. Definitely not the way that it used to be when I was in the seminary where everything was so planned out and you had time, literally time, it was in your schedule to pray. But in our way of life, and also because prayer is always a battle, we can neglect it. And because maybe we have forgotten the benefit of it. And so one of the one of the things that we notice is when the Lord says, you know, will he find faith on earth when he comes again? And I don't know if you heard, but a couple days ago, there was a Pew result uh, from uh, Pew, right? (laughs) And they, they have these beautiful charts of how faith and Christianity is doing in the United States. And one of them shows the percent of U.S. adults who identify themselves as Christians. And from the year 2007 to today, it has gone down around 13%. So the chart is like 78%, 65% today. The number of people who, the percent who identify themselves as nothing has gone up from 16% to 26%. And then it shows the Protestants and Catholics shrinking as a share of the U.S. population, where the number of people, the percent that identify identify themselves as Protestant, 51% in 2007 and now 43%. And this is Protestant. So a 8% decrease. And then those who identify themselves as Catholic, 24% to 20%. Okay? So a decrease of 4%. But the ones that identify themselves as nothing, 12% to 17% today. But then the the really telling one, and you can tell in the church, the really telling one is when they divide it between generations. And so the, I don't know why they call it the silent generation, 1928 to 1945, 84% of these individuals identify themselves as Christians. But the millennials those born in 1981 to 1996, 49% identify themselves as Christians, which means 40%, and then they have 40% that say they don't identify with anything. And so we have to ask ourselves, and it's not, I can understand. I can understand how, you know, with the way things are going, you know, I I think many millennials, many young people today look at religion as something that is countercultural. 
is uh, against science, uh, hasn't done anything for me, that millennials see, they can see as technology is the salvation of our world. That science, that young girl, uh, Thunberg, Greta Thunberg, who goes around, she's right now in Canada, uh, talking about climate change, she has bet her life, in, and, and she makes it very clear, science is the answer. The science is giving us the results of what we need to do. But she's realizing that people don't listen and that it's more than just science. It's also the human person. We don't just operate by facts. We also operate by emotion. We also operate by sentiment. It's part of who we are. And thank God. How many of us would toss our children out the window if it was just based on facts? You know? Right? How many of us? But thank, <laughs> but thank God. Thank God it's not just the facts. How many of us would never even, you know, lift a finger? This person has nothing to do with me. Not family, not a friend, not an associate. I can't get anything out of it. Why do I need to lift a finger? Imagine. Imagine if we only lived our lives based on facts. How sad that would be. So what is the problem? Why, I think it's really, we don't see the benefit of prayer. And it's easy, because we can live our lives without praying. But with the Lord, the Lord didn't come here to tell us how to survive. The Lord came on earth to tell us how to thrive, how to really get the most out of life. And so one of the things that I think I like to talk about, and if there's anything you get out of my talk today, it's all about we have to persevere in prayer, okay? We have to persevere in prayer. Now that we got that out of the way, okay? Right? But there's something that I'd like to share with you. Bono, if you remember Bono from U, U2, U2? Yeah, I was gonna say YouTube, but YouTube, YouTube. Bono, not Sonny Bono, okay? But Bono, the other Bono, it's a different Bono. For the silent generation, okay? It's a different Bono. Bono said, I wish Christian music were more honest. And Bono is a devout Christian. I think he's also a devout Catholic. But he said, I wish Christian music were more honest. And I was wondering, what does he mean by that? And he said, I would love, uh, I would love if this conversation would inspire people who are writing these beautiful gospel songs to write a song about their bad marriage or how prayer doesn't always get answered or how our Christian how a Christian could lose their faith, their hope, or even their love. Or even how upset they are in the direction of their life, or country, or government. To make it more honest, that not always does everything turn out beautiful. Not always does, you know, the sun always appear in its glory. 
Now we get some pretty dark clouds and some pretty nasty storms that can cloud everything. And so, why pray? What is the purpose of praying? If I don't necessarily see that my prayers are answered. And the answer here is this. That prayer transforms us. I know that if I prayed more, I would be a better person. I know. It transforms the way we think. Come on, we have to admit it. If I were to pay attention to the gospel, if I were to reflect on the gospel, if I were to read the Bible and meditate on the Bible, it would transform me, it would transform the way I think, the way I act, it would make me a better listener, a better follower, a better leader, even a better friend. I know that prayer would prepare me for the inevitable. Pain, loss, death, a breakup. It would remind me, don't place your trust in others. It would remind me of what is important and what's not important. That's what prayer does. It reminds us. I mean, it makes it so clear. What is important, what's not important. It reminds us that we need to forgive, be compassionate, be generous, be charitable, give thanks to God, be grateful, appreciate the time that God has given us. It exposes prayer exposes my faults. It makes it plain and simple, bold. Prayer also reminds me to be present, attentive. Prayer also reminds us of the purpose of our life, the meaning, that we have a bigger picture in everything of everything and my role in it. That's what prayer does. If you think about it, what other institution on earth can teach me so many things? What method on earth can teach me so many things? All at once. Today's first reading is interesting because it's Moses. Moses, the great prophet, the great prophet. And Moses is getting tired. He's getting weaker. He isn't any longer so unapproachable. The glow on his head is fading. He isn't so perfect. But what's even more remarkable is that the show is no longer there. Right? Remember how he was able to part the sea? 
And now he can barely lift his arms. It's almost embarrassing. Almost embarrassing. Prayer is bringing him back to his people. You know, our minds can wander in dark places. And we can't forget that Christ, and maybe this is the problem with millennials, is that they see so many miracles, like they can put something on their phone and instantly it goes around the world. But maybe what they've forgotten is the humanity. Right? Christ doesn't impress with miracles. My gosh, whatever Christ did, we're going to be able to do, if not now, in a hundred years. Come on. If Christ cured people, then in a hundred years, I guarantee you, we're going to have a cure for this. But what is interesting, remarkable about Christ is also that he would get hungry, thirsty, cold, defensive, scared, nervous. Even the Lord had sleepless nights and even had arguments. He even lost his patience. Prayer allows us to return to honesty it always brings us back to a relationship. So Moses is holding the staff and God is the power behind Moses. But if you notice, there are people that come to his aid. Because when he couldn't hold it up anymore, he had people come and lift up, no, keep his arms up. And I think this is such a beautiful symbol of prayer. Because prayer can't just be a journal. It can't just be me. It can't be me holding up a piece of wood and thinking that something amazing is going to happen. No. Prayer actually has to be a relationship between me and God. So I'm holding this up because God is the power behind all this. But also prayer is a relationship with a community. And that's why in prayer, it's not just a personal relationship with me and God, it's also a relationship with each and every one of us. We inspire each other. And when we see that someone is failing, or someone is getting weaker, or someone needs help, then it's not the time to drop the ball. It's the trying to lift them up and to hold them up and to encourage them. Like I said, prayer is transforming. And how it happens is mysterious. And so this is a wonderful reading today to help us remind us that it really is worth our time and our effort to engage on a daily basis a relationship with God and with each other. Amen?